This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, March 8th, 2015. Blessed when you care and your mind and heart are right. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're glad that you're here. My name's Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, thank you so much for today. When I think about it, as we teach about mercy, it really was just merciful that you carried us through the night and brought us here today. Thank you. And it's no accident that any one of us are here. I would pray that your presence would affect us in a way that we would be changed and transformed, that when we leave here, we would be different than when we came in. I pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And everybody gathered said, amen. Amen. Well, welcome to week four. I can't believe it's week four of our study of the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes are found in the Bible in the book of Matthew in chapter 5. Now we've been challenging everybody during this time to read the Sermon on the Mount. That's where the Beatitudes are found. The Sermon on the Mount is chapters 5, 6, and 7. It's all this wonderful, rich teaching of Jesus. Well, today our focus is on uh, a different beatitude, uh, verse 7, and we're going to use the message version, which is a translation of Scripture. So, y'all ready? Oh, wow. Are y'all ready? Yeah. Here we go. You're blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, you find yourselves cared for. And so what we're told here is God blesses us when we care, when we have concern for someone else, when their needs and challenges become important to us, when, when we're willing to do something for another person. At that point in which we become full of care, when, we, uh, when care overtakes us, when we are unable not to care any longer, when we no longer can justify to ourselves not caring, when we are out of excuses not to care. When we get to the point where the thought of not caring is no longer part of who we are, who we want to be, or who God calls us to be. When we get to the point where we become careful, it is then that we find ourselves not only cared for by God, but we're able to realize that it's God who's been caring for us all along. You know, as we become more aware of caring, as we are more tuned into caring, as we finally are aware of the needs of those around us, we're then able to appreciate how God has been taking care of our needs from the get-go. You know, it's kind of easy to take for granted God's care for us. It's like, oh yeah, God cares. Um, And in doing so, when we take that for granted, we tend to ignore needs of others because we too are called to care for others. We are called to be the hands and feet of Christ, to be Jesus with skin on, to be the voice and the ears of Christ. We're called to care as he would care, to serve as he would serve, and here's the hard one, to love as Christ loves. 
Sounds kind of easy, but it's really not when we get right down to it. To love as Christ loved. We are called to be careful. Now, I'm not talking about careful, like where you're stepping, but full of care in a world that can be extremely careless. That's kind of a big statement that we just want to to kind of lean into. In fact, could we say that together? It's at the bottom of the screen. We are called to be careful in a world that at times can be extremely careless. And when we are careful, it is then that we're able to receive the blessing. This sermon series is called Your Blessed When. We're able to receive the blessing that God has planned for every single person in the planet, on the planet. Hmm. So let's dig a little deeper and uh, look at the traditional uh, translation of this uh, passage, see if it gives us anything more. Say it with me, will you, on the right-hand side there? Blessed are Are the the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. That's pretty simple, isn't it? And so we see here that we are blessed when we are merciful what it says. We're blessed when we're merciful, when we're able to show mercy to others. Well, what exactly is mercy? What are we talking about? Mercy means to be compassionate, to have compassionate treatment, especially to those who um, might be under one's power, our power. To have a disposition of kindness to have a tendency to reduce punishment, to offer clemency, to be tender-hearted. And so being merciful would be caring and forgiving. Mm. Let's take it a little deeper here. Let's consider, since Jesus is the one sharing this, what would mercy have meant to him? And if we look in the Hebrew word that uh, very likely he would have used since he was a Jew, he would have used this Hebrew word hesed, H-E-S-E-D, hesed, for, for, uh, that is translated to mercy in the scriptures. Um, it's a word, like often when you go from one language to another, that doesn't exactly have an exact one-to-one translation. I mean, we translate a mercy, but it's much, much richer than that. Hesed doesn't merely mean to have compassion for someone to feel sorrow, for someone to express sympathy or to sympathize with someone, it really means getting inside that person, getting inside to see through their eyes, to think through their mind, to feel what they feel. It's not a random act of kindness. I mean, that's important for us to always do, but it's intentional. It's walking a mile in another's shoes. That's really um, something important to remember that we must do to give one another mercy, to not have judgment so quick. I know I tend to sometimes make snap judgments, but until we walk a mile in another's shoes, we really don't know what each other is going through. Mercy can be translated as loving kindness. I love that word. Loving kindness. Can you say it? Loving kindness. Yeah. It's like the loving kindness that God shows us. That faithful, 
persistent love, a love that will not let us go. Even when we say, no, 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 it's persistent, it's unconditional. It's that love in action, that mercy that Christ has for each one of us. John Wesley, who is the founder of Methodism, we're a United Methodist Church, he uses the word tenderhearted when he did a study and a sermon on this. So it's the kind of mercy that God shows us that allows us to be forgiven, that God forgives us. That's mercy. That's loving kindness. It goes far beyond what is expected, far beyond what is called for. That's why we are blessed when we are able to mercifully bless others. We receive a blessing when we bless, like we've received the blessing and the mercy from God. Mercy is the ultimate expression of loving God, but loving our neighbor as ourself. So blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. So the way it works then is once you give it, then you get it, right? Give it, get And it's interesting how that works. It kind of reminds us of that part of the uh, Lord's Prayer where it says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. The key word there is as, right? It's a little scary, I know. I have a whole lot of work to do (laughs) on this one to be uh, forgive debts and then I'll receive forgiveness for debts. Uh, Similarly, we show mercy, we get mercy, and then the blessing. The Apostle Paul who wrote a lot of the second half of the Bible, uh, wrote a letter to a church. It was a new church start in a city called Galatia. And he says this in Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For you reap whatever you sow. Have you heard that? You reap what you sow? Comes right from this. Over, over, over again in the scripture, We're told that we realize the blessing after we take the step that God calls us to, usually a faith step, not the other way around. We're flooded with blessing with God after we we tithe, not before. We're blessed um, beyond belief after we offer uh, offer help to another person in need, not before. We're blessed more than we ever could have imagined after we use our spiritual gifts for God's glory and for the lifting up of others, not before. That's how it works. That's how it works. And that's what we're told by Jesus over and over again in these Beatitudes. You're blessed when you do something. Uh, All the things tend to be God-honoring, other people-focused, Christ-focused, and Holy Spirit-empowered. Like when we care enough around those around us to show mercy, then we are blessed. So... Back uh, when I was a pastor in another town, there was somebody in our congregation who um, made a bad decision and she ended up in prison for almost two years. I really think that if she had been able to have a lawyer, she wouldn't have been in prison, but she was, and so it was my job, we lived in Seaford, to visit her on a regular basis. Each time I went, um, I took my Bible 
to share the word of God with her. And it, I realized that she didn't have a Bible. And so uh, one day, uh, this was my study Bible that before I ever became a pastor, when I took disciple Bible study like many of you have, this is what I studied with, and it was a really precious Bible to me. But I gave it to her. And so she slept with this Bible under her pillow for almost two years and just soaked in the word of God. Well, what I realized uh, a little while later is that, you know, so I'm extending mercy, I'm doing this prison visit, which I'm called to do as a pastor and as a Christian, but what happened was I was the one that was incredibly blessed. As God spoke to me, as, I, as our friendship got deeper, and then what I really realized in a, in a different way was the blessing that through being merciful, I just had this newer understanding that God's word carried her through and carries me through and carries us through. Like there was an added learning, an added blessing in that whole experience. And, you know, when she got out and gave the Bible back to me, I'm thinking, wow, this word of God was in prison under a pillow for two years, and it just sustained her, and it sustains me, and it sustains all of us. And I just was so blessed by that whole experience. Closely associated with the um, beatitude that we uh, talked about up to now this morning is the next one, beatitude number six. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart, put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. So the question is then, how do we get our inside world put right? right? How do we get our mind and heart right? It's a very good question, isn't it? Very good question. Consider this. We get them right by not focusing on ourselves, but by focusing on God. In other words, we don't get our mind and heart right by thinking about our mind and heart. We get them right by thinking about God about God, seeking God, being open to God, allowing God to come in and dwell in our mind and our heart. And when we focus on God, <laughs> we will not be able not to focus on those around us because that is exactly what God would have us do, focus on those around us. So how are we able to focus on God and those around us rather than ourselves? But we talk a lot here at Connection Church, it's part of our DNA, something called spiritual disciplines. You know how we are disciplined to you know, eat certain things or go to the gym or do this or do that or not do this or do that? So that's being disciplined. We also need to be disciplined spiritually. Spiritual disciplines. Those are things that are actions that help us focus on God. And we're in this season right now called Lent that started a couple weeks ago where we're on this journey to the cross. And it's a time where we do extra reflection and extra focus, discipline, if you will, so that we can prepare for Christ's death 
and the glorious resurrection on Easter Sunday. Mm. So, for example, it's easier um, to focus on God when we try our best to make Bible reading a part of our daily routine. One approach for this is to choose a book in the Bible and take some time each day to read a chapter or two. Not just read it, but take a little time to think about it, study it, meditate on it. A great resource for this we found is something called YouVersion, Y-O-U version. It's an app, a Bible app, for your phone, your tablet, or your computer. Includes a variety of Bible translations, including two that we've used this morning, the Message and the New International Version, also known as NIV, along with many, many other versions of Scripture. Includes a variety of Bible study plans that can walk you through uh, different ways of, of reading sections of Scripture. It's a great resource for anybody with a smartphone, a tablet, or a computer. Another thing we have here is something called E100, the Essential 100 Verses of Scripture. 100 days of Bible reading right here. You just start right there at the top. In the beginning, creation. And day by day, just walk through a little checkoff, and it'll walk you through a, a significant portion of Scripture, both Old and New Testament. Great plan for Bible study. Another way to exercise our spiritual muscles, if you will, is to have a devotion, mm. to be in devotion every day. Those are readings that are designed to help us focus. We have something called Daily Bread. They're out of guest services. You can pick that up. There's a little scripture and then a, a commentary on that, something practical perhaps. I use... Um, several things but one of my favorite things is called Jesus Calling. Has anybody else? Does anybody else? Yeah this is awesome. It's um, there's two scriptures. It's like a scripture sentence so it's kind of quick and then it's a word and it's from like Jesus talking to me when I read it. For instance today is March 8th is that right? And so this starts save your best striving for seeking my face. I am constantly communicating with you. To find me and hear my voice, you must seek me above all else. And then it just goes on a little bit more, but this, when I read it, helps me focus on God. So devotion is really important as well. Hmm. Um, another, another spiritual discipline to help us focus on God is something I don't know if we've ever even talked about here at, at Connection Church. It's something called prayer. <laughs> prayer. Um, P-R-A-Y-E-R. -E <laughs> Simple prayer. Um, during this Lenten season, especially, people focus on another thing that kind of couples with prayer, but it can be any time. That's called fasting. It's where you maybe give up food or some other regular activity in order to more closely focus your prayer time on God. I would say the fasting is optional, the prayer shouldn't be. Prayer doesn't have to be all churchified with these and thous. I hear people say, I don't know how to talk to God. Well, just talk to him like you would to somebody else. Just talk, and more important than talking, just try to listen to God. Um, it should be time where you talk, but you listen. Like I said, you praise God, you thank God, you seek God, you yield your spirit to God. It's a time to share God. Uh, with, uh, share with God our innermost thoughts, our, our joys, our sorrows, our, 
our hurts, our hang-ups. It's a, it's a time where we can seek God on behalf of others. And it's okay, too, to seek God on behalf of yourself. It's not being selfish if you have needs that you feel that you need to share with the Lord. It's a time to just be real with God. There are a lot of spiritual disciplines, but we just want to share a couple more um, mm. or highlight a couple more. Worship. So y'all can like check. I did that today, spiritual discipline. Actually, we are in a wonderful time of community here this morning, but worship is not one hour on Sunday together or Saturday or whenever you go to church. Worship is a lifestyle. It's coming before God, it's seeking God, it's honoring God, it's connecting with Christ and kind of living your life. It's, it's really an attitude rather than uh, a doing. It's, it's being with God. So worship, true worship, and it is so important to worship in community as well. So it's really a both and. Worship together and worship 24-7 every single day. Mm. on our own. And then there's something called Sabbath. If we look in the Ten Commandments, God says to take one day each week and set it aside. That's what we call Sabbath. You notice the Ten Commandments are not called the Ten Suggestions. It's Ten Commandments. It's right up there with thou shalt not steal, kill, or, or bear false witness. It's an important thing. And we call it a day of rest, but it's more than just rest. It's set aside. That's what the word holy means. Set apart, set aside for God. It's a time not just to be rest your mind, body, but also allow your spirit to connect with the Lord in some way or another. Crucial time for us as we um, recreate our relationship with God on a weekly basis. Connection Church has a spiritual discipline of the month. And so it's in your connector if you get that online or there are hard copies out at guest services. But this month spiritual discipline of the month is fasting and there's like real helps in in what to do and how to live out these so we hope that you'll really take advantage of the spiritual discipline of the month the last one that i want to lift up though today is confession it's last but certainly not least confession gives us the opportunity to share with god those places where we have not honored God, those places where we have sinned. You know what letters right in the middle of sin? I. Where we've placed ourselves or made ourselves like the God of our own lives. You know, that's, that's sin. You know, the Lord and then us. And confession is so important. When we have Holy Communion, which we did last week, remember those of you who were here, we had a time of quiet that's called confession. Just pour out to God those, those things on our heart where we may have hurt someone else or where we have grieved God or maybe listen to hear what God might say to you in one way or another. Confession helps us make things right with God and with one another. Mm. So, back to the scripture for today. You're blessed when you, get your, when you get your inside world, your mind and heart put right. Say the last line with me, will you please? Then you can see God in the outside world. See, when we exercise those 
spiritual disciplines, Bible meditation, devotion, prayer, fasting, worship, Sabbath, confession. In other words, when we spend our time thinking about God through those disciplines, we can't help but carry, carry that throughout our day, that connection with God. And, and when we do that, we can't help seeing God in everything outside, not just inside, but outside. And, 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 and when we do that, we can't help but be blessed. We'd like to share the traditional version of this beatitude that we've spoken about, one that you might be more familiar with. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. The Greek word that is translated here for pure is? Karen. Oh, I'm sorry. Katharos. I was thinking ahead to what I was supposed to say. Uh, yeah. Katharos. Yeah, that word. You know, uh, the word, the name Catherine comes from that because that means pure. So does the name Karen. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> so <laughs> the word catharsis comes from this word. Um, you know, it's something pure, not mixed with anything else, not tainted. So to be pure in heart, and just think of that word, pure, would mean to be guided by motives that are in no way muddied, actions that have the highest of intentions. And so when our, our heart is, is pure, our eyes will be focused on God, on God's desires for us, how to live, <coughs> how to work out our days. Mm. So here's the question for the morning. Are you careful or care less? We're all probably somewhere between those two points someplace. Hopefully as we get closer to Christ, <laughs> we get closer to the careful point. Gap shrinks, hopefully. As we said, this will happen when we use spiritual disciplines to get our hearts and minds right. You know, the thing is, we all have gaps, don't we? We all have gaps. And the question is, where is yours? We need to look at where ours are. Where is your inside world not quite right? Is it with God, with another person? Do you have some unresolved hurts? I encourage you to take some time this week focusing on God, your relationship with God. Time in your Bible, time in prayer. Ask God what it is that's getting between you and God. Seek his guidance. Allow Jesus to be at the center of your thoughts. You know, the order should be Jesus, others, and then you. J-O-Y, that's how we find joy. Focus on Jesus, focus on others, then focus on ourselves. Spending time like that will get your inside world right, which will then help see God in the outside world. When we spend time like that, it will purify our hearts. And when that happens, we will see God in the outside world and others, and in ourselves. Amen? That's the good news. Let's believe it. Let's live it. Let's pray. Our most holy God, we're blessed when we care. Please help us to be more careful. 
full of your care. Blessed are, uh, you're blessed when you get the inside world right. Now we can see you in the outside world. Please help us to get our inside world right. Help us to be more disciplined. Help us to be in your word. Help us to be in constant communication with you through prayer and through worship. Please help us to offer meditation and devotion to you. Please help us to be, ever be aware of where we're distancing from you and where we need to confess. Most holy God, please help us to be pure of spirit. Please help us to care for those around us. And please help us to know that you, in fact, are the blessing. In Christ our Lord and Savior, we pray. And in the power of your Holy Spirit, all Connection Church said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.